Welcome everyone to episode 83 of the Other Game Podcast. Uh, we're back here for another episode. Uh, that's me, Faris, and my lovely colleague, John. Hello, John. Hello. How are you? Much better. Last two weeks, been lagging. It's been long COVID. It's not been our most high energy. We were enjoying the lull between the uh, big summer games and then the October bonanza. But now we're back at it with full energy. We're here. We've got a great yeah. show for the listener. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let, let's uh, let's let's give it to them. October is upon us. Uh, it's going to be mad. We will need all the energy we can get, and it's already starting now. Um, we had yes, like, technically some... with payday three, it kind of had a sort of whimper of a start. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that sound um, perfectly sums up the payday three launch. Uh, but carry on. Yeah, similar to how the Oktoberfest is uh starting in september and celebrating into october we had one big release towards the end of september which kind of uh was like the prelude to the october bonanza and that was cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty which we can start talking about if if, if you want john i played a go, lot of it let's go straight in i think that would be best you've been playing it this past weekend it came out last thursday at midnight was it or was it friday uh, lunchtime or something tuesday wow yeah. so if it came out last tuesday it's been out almost a week now six days yeah. um i've heard great things how have you been experiencing it yourself uh i'm having a, a lot a lot of fun with this like i'm having a really great time Specifically with Phantom Liberty, I can kind of uh, touch on the Cyberpunk 2.0 stuff a little bit, but uh, the, the Cyberpunk add-on 2.0 Liberty, yeah. is the free update, right? That's like just like the quality of life stuff everyone gets. Just to be clear here, and Phantom Liberty is the new content, the new story. Exactly. Okay. Uh, the the 2.0 update it changed a lot of stuff. It changed a lot of fundamental stuff. Uh, like for example, the entire skill system was revamped. The way armor works uh the way your cyberware works which is like all the funky cyberpunk stuff like eye implants and blades in your arms and all of that shit uh, all of that stuff has been changed there's there's like new ai systems like they finally implemented a proper wanted system which is basically Good. the same as oh, in God. Uh, I remember gta 5 complaining about that a lot when the game came out they want the police to be a bit more of a, of a threat and to be a bit more dynamic okay sorry so it's just like a copy of gta 5 <laughs> it's exactly like gta 5 you have five stars okay. uh they uh you know ramp up the more shenanigans you do and uh, police chase you and if you stay out of their cones of visions uh, uh cones of vision which are on the mini map Great. Uh, if, if you stay out there long enough, you, you lose your stars. Constant fuck around fun um, for, yeah. <laughs> for modern RPGs. Fantastic. Um, and yeah, that stuff is all right. It's kind of, I picked up my old save game. I played Cyberpunk a lot last year uh, after it already got a few patches. And I just uh, continued from that um, playthrough. It was like around 30 hours in. It was at the point of no return towards the end of the story. So it was pretty far in, and I just picked it back up. And I would not, if people have the time, I would not recommend uh, playing Cyberpunk like that now because obviously, because their skill system is completely different. What they do is that they just refund you all of your skill points. So I had like 70 skill points that I just had to put into stuff that I didn't really understand. And I think kind of building up uh, your skill, your build uh, dynamically through the, throughout the game makes a lot more sense especially with this new system yeah which is 
which I can still tell is much better, but I just didn't have that experience, so it was just like... It's a bit of a, a chore confusing. when you've got all 70 to dump. It's not like yeah. a wonderful next level. You know, if you've got one, it's like spending. Yeah. If you've got 70, as I said, it's like a chore. So how do you... Um, how do you see so this is often something that can annoy me like a slight personal bugbear with big open world rpgs when they do dlc how do we access it let's say we're in your situation where you're at the point of no return which i assume is quite deep into the main campaign is it like there's an area or is it like from the main menu you just select go into the phantom liberty or or is it like you call and there's a contact how, how do we how do you get this content or get to play it there are two ways to do it. You can, from the main menu, just select Phantom Liberty and say, dump me right in there. And it will basically give you a character that's like strong enough and um, just put you at the start of the add-on. Or you can, if you, if you have passed a certain mission, uh, for those who played the game, it's the one where you encounter the voodoo boys. And there's, there's a lot of very cool sequences there. Uh, it's like around a third in, maybe uh, halfway through the game-ish. Um, that's like a main story you, you, you're doing uh, in the main campaign. And if you've passed that, you will get a call from one of the new characters in Phantom Liberty. And they're like, hey, man, we need your help. And awesome. Then, Calling um, it off as both. So you yep. can either take the character you care about or you can just jump right in if you don't want to replay the whole of Cyberpunk, but you want to see the new stuff. Quite yeah, good it's really well options. made. Yeah. And um, then you're led to Dogtown, which is the new area uh, that's where the add-on takes place. Um, it, it sounds high entirely. crime. Um, it's really cool. It's like part of... It was always in the map, like you could see it, but it's like walled off. It's kind of like... Uh, think of... Uh, the big inspiration for this add-on was the classic John Carpenter movie, Escape from New York. And if you don't know that, think of like Arkham City uh, or similar ideas where it's like this is one part of the city that's so bad they had to wall it off <laughs> and um you could you couldn't get in there obviously in the main game and now you can um and yeah you you, you uh, in the first mission for phantom Liberty, you this new character contacts you and you find your way into Dogtown, and then basically all of the add-on with like you sometimes go outside of Dogtown to do like one or two things for the story but 99 percent of it is placed in Dogtown, and it's a completely new area and I love Doctown so much. It's so well done. Um, but better than any area in the base game for you? More, more uh, you know, evocative, more of an interesting place? What, what they can do here, and it's kind of similar to Toussaint in uh, The Witcher Blood and Wine, which was the, uh, the big add-on for that game, The Witcher 3, is that because they, they only have this one area to focus on, it's like smaller than any really given part of the main game, but because it's just one literally isolated area, it can be a lot denser than the other places in, in some regards. Uh, especially, I think, gameplay-wise, it feels a lot denser. Like, it, it feels a lot more like... I mean, that's like entire games. Like, it, it reminds me of, like, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, which is literally just set in one uh, city block, basically. Or, like, one one part of a city. And you can obviously like do a lot more per square meter. Like it feels a lot denser, um, which I really enjoy because my main issue with Cyberpunk when I played it was that I kind of got like I didn't really enjoy the open world design. There isn't really that much interesting stuff going on, and you kind of just get lost in in the vastness of it. And 
Quite a barren, I, I heard. Sort of lots of very yeah. lifeless NPCs, not doing much. You know, stretches of road with nothing really going on. Um, but it sounds yeah. like they've kind of heard that and they've done the opposite with this really tight, dense little. Um, so it's like a kind of block or two of kind of like really dense in a city. Um, yeah. But I, I assume very run down. Then if it's so bad, it's walled <laughs> off from the rest of the yeah. place. It's like really rough. Like when you enter multiple people, you hear all the time, like, yeah, man, this place is bad. Like, <laughs> uh, okay. and how, how's the character work bad. been with Idris Elba? Because they must have paid big bucks for um, <sighs> for such a big, you know, celebrity, such a big actor. How, yeah, how do the, they how do they work with his character? Yeah, uh, all the story stuff, all the new characters uh, is uh, wonderful. I'm really, really enjoying it. Idris Elba is fantastic. He's a little awesome. one note. Awesome. Um, okay. His, okay. His his character is like very emotionally stunted for good story for good reasons, <laughs> but uh, he's like very dark and brooding and like you know always always has his guard up and he never really goes outside of that tone. But he fucking nails that tone. It it and, sounds like Idris Elba. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like uh, the the story is really really fun. It's. Um, so the thing is that you're being called by this character called Songbird who works for the president of the United States or uh, this this universe's version of the United States. It's a bit different than in real life because it's set in like 2077. Um, and their plane is currently crashing into Dogtown. And so that's why she and she needs they need your help. Uh, that's why she leads you into Dogtown and you... Do we have you... anyone in the in- on the inside? <laughs> yeah, okay. I can see it now. I can see it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly people the same live premise. like this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nice. exactly the same premise as um, Escape from New York, which is an amazing movie, by the way. Awesome. Um, but there you, you save the president and you... That's not the main goal of the story because you save the president after like an hour. You save... Or two. Uh, you, you, you save her in the, in the first... Uh, in the intro to the to the story and then uh, a very very fun intricate spy thriller plot uh, keeps uh, you know rolling out uh, in front of you uh, Idris Elba is this like sleeper agent called Solomon Reed who's been stationed in Dogtown for like 10 years and he's finally being woken up to to help you on a mission that the president gives you which revolves uh, Songbird who's an amazing character uh Saupang has a lot of cool characters, but she was she quite quickly became one of my favorites. She's super, super cool. And the way they slowly unveil the plot around her, like what is going on there with her personally and her as uh, working as some as um someone on the inside with the with the president. And it's like this really, really cool spy thriller which has all of these like like I really enjoy the the sci-fi design of Cyberpunk. I think it really fails in telling many meaningful things with with its sci-fi design, but it's incredibly fun and cool to experience. And they completely nailed it. Like everything, everything in here in the story is like super super fun and exciting. And uh, the writing is really sharp. The acting, Idris Elba, so great. All the others are really good. I'm I'm having such a good time with with the story alone, and then all of the other stuff is very well done as well um i have to say one thing which like the, the, this add-on the way it starts is like so action-packed the first two hours are like basically completely linear you're just playing 
uh, first-person shooter, and there's like one exciting set piece after another. You're chasing after the president's plane. Then you get there, and there are like bad guys trying to kill her. Uh, you know, she like crashed in into a building, and everything's in, on fire, and there's like bodies all around you. And it, it, it's really crazy. And then you you get her, and you escape through Dogtown, and uh, you you go into some tunnel. You hide in a museum. Then there's like this giant mechanical spider machine that is being uh, uh, awoken to kill all of these hundreds of guys that are chasing you. Then, of course, this, the, this like war machine malfunctions and starts attacking you, and then you have this giant boss fight. And it's honestly like Call of Duty shit. Like, it's it's on the level of of a Call of Duty in terms of like how impressive the, the action set pieces are. And it, like, really gets your blood pumping, and then you're like, whoa, holy shit. Uh, for, like, two hours or so, at, le at least one hour, maybe two, uh, it does that. And uh, I realized, like, that's where Cyberpunk is, is at the best, uh, when, when it can be, like, a cool first-person shooter. I don't think it's a particularly great RPG, even though, like, some of the stuff they changed here and added in Fat of Liberty is really good. But all of the, like, yeah... This is just a really cool first-person shooter with like RPG elements. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. They're leaning really into that with Phantom Liberty, uh, and also all of the cool spy shit. I'm I'm really loving as well. Nice. So it's a it's a definite thumbs up because uh, I've got I've yep. you know I've been talking to a few people who didn't even buy the uh, original game, but have now seen all the good press and are now thinking now you know do they invest? Do they you know pick it up? Now it's only twenty twenty dollars or whatever twenty quid euro whatever. Um, now it is so cheap the base game, and it sounds like uh, you definitely give it your your seal of approval. Sapping's a good game, man. It's not the amazing second coming with Jesus that we all expected, but it's a really good game. And Phantom Liberty is a fantastic. I think adventure. the way you what you said at the end there touches on a really nice way. Maybe that people should think about it. Is maybe don't go into this experience expecting a really expansive RPG, a, a second yeah. life. But if you go in expecting a fun, fun to play around in sci-fi world, yeah. um, and take it like an FPS, then there's something there's something there to be enjoyed. It's um, like some really amazing yeah. production values and really fun um, design and writing and all of that stuff is really good. Um, one more thing I really have to say, uh, emphasize, is that uh, one of the kind of main criticisms I had of the main game was that a lot of the side content was really bad, uh, especially kind of, yeah, very cool side quests, but not that many. And then like, you know, like in most games, there's like tiers of side activities. Uh, the, the the proper side quests where you have like uh, uh, quest lines and stuff are really good but then everything underneath that was really bad and they've massively changed that like there's this second tier of side missions which in the main game were just like go there kill everyone uh, get your reward and, and leave and now in fact the Liberty uh, they're called gigs and they're all like unique uh, set pieces unique uh, short storylines that are fully uh, told and, and voice acted. And there's like, they are basically like side quests with like, instead of uh, you having like three steps, you only have one. But all of them were amazing. And all of them had like unique locations and really cool quests and cool stories. And I'm really, that's, that, that's been among my favorite uh, stuff in this game. So I was really, really happy. And that was my biggest surprise. I didn't know they would do that because that was like, a huge letdown in the main game, and it's. I'm. I'm really glad that they saw that and immediately proved it, uh, with 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 the next outing. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cyberpunk itself is great. 
uh, it's definitely better with 2.0, even though uh, I would not say, at least in my experience, I don't know how it is when you start from, from the beginning now, it's not like, oh, this is a completely new game, but it's definitely a better game. Um, ignore, ignore all the gigs, then play Phantom Liberty, do all the gigs there, and uh, enjoy your time in, 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 in Dogtown. And you have a really big package with that. Like the main game is already quite long if you do a lot of the stuff. And how long? How long is like twenty Phantom to thirty Liberty. hours? Twenty to thirty hours. Yeah. Okay, yeah, for sure. That's like I think the bucks, RRP think. of that is yeah, thirty bucks or yeah. twenty quid or something. So yeah, yeah, you're getting yeah. good value there. Definitely having a really really good time. Uh, nice. So Sounds like you've played some good. Uh, nice. You've had a good weekend of gaming then. Yes. Nice. Did I play anything else? No, I didn't have time to check out Counter-Strike. I'm sorry. And the, the next big game's already knocking on my door, so I don't know if I'll get to check that one out. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. see you again next week. We'll have some big yeah. new uh, bangers for you next week. For sure. Nice. Well, right. should have we... Have you played uh, anything, John? Well, uh, um, it's uh, it's not really interesting or good. Not Baldur's Gate. I did play something else. Um, the the I, I'm shocked. This is what I played, but it was on the free with the PS Plus games this month, and it was Saints Row. Um, and the only reason I downloaded it and played it was because we almost never get AAA games that have been released this recently um completely for free with the ps plus um free games every month thing that you get so i thought i yeah i kind of owe it to, i kind of owe it to myself you know i don't i usually we as i say we almost never get games this recent or it's certainly not triple a games that are this recent so i thought get it just at least see what it's like for an hour because the download wasn't huge um so on saturday or sunday morning i can't remember um i just fired it up and it was uh, I don't want to waste your time. It was as bad as everyone says. I played it for about an hour or two. Um, it starts with a very... Um, just it, it just kind of reads as a trope. There's nothing, there's nothing interesting about it, but it's that opening. You know where they do... They show you um, what, once this person has all the fame, their kind of downfall or their assassination, then as they're lying in the pit, bleeding out, and the camera pans out... It's that classic, well, that's me, and how did I get here <laughs> two years ago or five years ago, whatever it is. And then it's like the birth of the gang. Um, and it's just really bad. I suppose the, it was always kind of cartoony, right, Saints Row? And it always had that really yeah. over-the-top, bombastic humour. And none of that has aged well. That feels very 2000s. It's not funny anymore. It's not edgy. It's not quirky. It's not saying anything. It's just very pure island 2000s. But I feel like what makes it even worse, that that side of its humour is, is uh, has aged poorly, is that it's... So I don't know if I'm remembering the old Saints Row games correctly here, but in my memory at least, they still had a bit of bite. Like, they were over the top when they were being humorous, but they were still ostensibly crime games about gangs and about violence and drug running. And there was still a degree of, okay, yeah, as I say, a bit of bite there, something a little bit like that reminds you that you're playing a crime game. But here, they've gone for... I mean, the art style is similar to how it was in the older games, but 
it's really I'm trying to think of a better adjective than fortnighty. Um <laughs> but it's really, really fortnighty and cartoony. And so at once it's over the top and the humour doesn't hit, and it's also completely unthreatening and childish and cartoony now. And so it's just left in this kind of blob, this kind of formless, relatively safe, um, you know, trying to be for the kids by a bunch of 40 or 50 year olds it's just this kind of creative slop um that's got really no edge or bite or anything interesting or too funny about it and i feel bad for the people that work on it to be that damning about it but it really does deserve all the bad criticism it got and i can see why it's already on ps plus and the most obvious and resounding reason it like didn't work is that it's just boring um, I tried to give it about two hours, maybe two and a bit hours, and I didn't have the 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 gameplay, the actual shooting gameplay. When I got into it after the first like cinematics, about ten minutes, was just really second rate and really to the point of like uh, you know I I can enjoy any shooter even if it's low budget you know but if there's something fun about it or if it's at least on par with other things coming out in 2023 i can enjoy a shooter for a few hours but this was like really really just poorly done um it felt kind of unresponsive um and dull and yeah as i say the resounding takeaway is saints row is as bad as everyone said it was at the time we could all move on um don't don't download it or don't bother your hard drive space if you are a ps plus subscriber <laughs> i've done the experimentation for you let's hope for a better game next month uh, two, I have two things to add. I think one of the reasons why it's on PS Plus is also that the fucking development studio was closed and they need to... Uh... Oh, you think it's like a goodbye? Like a sort of adios? No, it's, I, I think it's like a... a um, I, I don't know, like a fuck you. Uh, we need to salvage this any way we can. It's like it's sort yeah, of like yeah. a, like a, a cal- calculated move. Get, get um, the last bit of value we yeah. can out of this, yeah. Yeah, after they've been closed. And uh, you are talking to one of three people on Earth who quite enjoyed that game, so... <laughs> you liked the I, Modern Saints Row? Wow, okay. I, I enjoyed but... it. I had fun with it. I also played it on mouse and keyboard, which I think is maybe... Maybe the shooting there was better. Maybe? I felt, yeah, maybe. I felt like it was fine, like nothing to write home about, but it was... I It was okay. Um... And I quite enjoyed the, the the tone of it. It felt very. Um, I think it felt like okay. What what is gonna say? What the Saints are gonna be in the twenty twenties? I think I quite liked where they tried to go. I I do agree that like a lot of the writings are very cringy and, but th- there was like really, there were some really fun bits and I liked the kind of vibe in general. Um, it is a very. You are totally right that there's, in, especially in terms of gameplay, nothing special about this game. Like, it's enjoyable, especially in co-op. Uh, I had my most fun in co-op. Unfortunately, I didn't play too much of it because at the time, there were uh, massive technical issues as well, which is which definitely didn't help. Uh, yeah. It was it was a technical disaster. I think it will. I think it it. I think the game. Um, would have been less harshly received if it was in in a less disastrous state when it came out. 
I, I, think, um, I think the technical stuff would have helped, but I think ultimately this was never going to be a success. It's you, no. Even if you enjoy the tone that worked for you, do you see what I mean about how it kind of ends up being this kind of nothing-y mess? Yeah, Where totally. it seems like they try to please certain um, artistic tastes and, you know, cultural tastes and it's, it's complicated ground trying to make an edgy game quite unquote but I, th- I think you you needed to do that somewhat more than they did um but ugh. no i, to- yeah, I, mean, I totally i totally yeah, get it and it's like mean. yeah it's uh, it's a shame because i really like saints row and i i like the early games i like yeah. the early saints rows for sure you, yeah like, i think you I are misremembering the them though from the third one onwards it was so, very so very silly so the third silly. one onwards yes with the dildo cane but I still remember yeah. at least the, the first second ones, which yeah. to my mind was my favourite was maybe it's because I was a kid as well yeah. so that whole thing was more threatening but I remember like you know it was it was less scary ridiculous. crime missions yeah. 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 yeah 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 for sure right should we move on to some news I have one question John it's very random but have you have you continued playing Alan Wake <laughs> no no, oh, sorry. Okay. I need, I'll go back to that, though. That's one of the things I will go back to. Uh, I like 2 coming out very soon. Yes, and Modern Warfare 3 Beta will pull me. It has successfully already pulled me. I started also playing a bit of Warzone just to get ready to not Ooh. play Baldur's Gate this He's whole back. weekend. He's back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the, more on uh, that, more on that next week. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, let, let's so go to the news. news. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Dong. Uh, where, where should we start? Should we just go sort of down the page um, they're listed in the plan or anything jump sure. out more, most interesting to you um no not really i think well this first let's, one we probably won't spend too long let's do it so this first thing is about netflix are investing more in uh video game anime adaptions um which is just great to see i just wanted to remind people because uh you know i'm sure the gamers are listening to this and to be fair for all of netflix's sins i think with adaptions they've been fairly good they did you know i mean they've done really well in the very recent um history with um oh what's the huge one piece which i hear at least from one piece fans was well done so i've got high hopes for what's coming up we've got in september uh the new uh, that's not strictly a game but castlevania nocturne you've seen that but in october we've got captain laserhawk which we spoke about um a few podcasts ago during the after the ubisoft showcase a bunch of podcasts ago that was in like yes, ju- a june i think right a june so yeah this was way ago summer so game captain first. laserhawk yeah. it's summer game first exactly it was like the or it was that same week or something but it was it was loads of things were in a row and this was a this is gonna have a bunch of ubisoft um characters in it like a kind of uh I don't want to say like Kingdom Hearts. Um, it, like it, a, it, it, no, it kind of has Kingdom Hearts vibes. Right? It's just like, oh, uh, everything, we just throw everything at the wall. Uh, basically, nothing sticks, but that's kind of the point. And um, it's like all of this Ubisoft stuff just kind of mishmashed, um, you know, in, in this like really silly way. It's like, it's like, all of Ubisoft stuff kind of filtered through Far Cry Blood Dragon. Like that's kind of the pitch. That that's a great that's a great um, way to describe it. And 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 off the back of that, I think you can be certain that it's either going to be uh, either like a cult classic, like some things that people say is like one of the best animes ever, or awful. Uh, I don't <laughs> think there's a middle ground for this. This isn't just going to be okay. This is either going to be yeah revolutionary or awful. More uh, likely I, bad, but we'll see. 
I think it will be a good bit of fun and in maybe two, maybe three weeks we'll, we will have forgotten about it. Yeah, that that well, that for me would classify shit. But fair enough, fair enough. Um, but then we've got Scott Pilgrim takes off in November, which is again not a game, but I want to include it because it's new anime, and I think gamers Scott Pilgrim. There's some overlap there of audiences. But I'm never sure. I games... think Scott Pilgrim might be. It's definitely very closely. There's a there are Scott Pilgrim video games, and I always forget whether it started as a video game or a comic. It's like very closely tied together. It's very so closely it's tied. Yeah. It's, it's, it's at home in this category. With uh, We've got, it just says coming soon, but presumably in 2024, we've got a Devil May Cry anime, a Tomb Raider, the Legend of Lara Croft anime, and one called Sonic Prime, which, uh, oh, I've only got that listed as Sonic Prime here. Is that 100% about the Hedgehog Sonic? It must be, right? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what this is. Let me quickly check. Also, you forgot the most important one, John, which is obviously the um, the uh, adaptation of Onimusha. It, it which is. Which everyone knows and loves. Uh, sorry, Sonic the Hedgehog it, it is. is Sonic. Indeed. Sonic Prime is an anime based on Sonic the Hedgehog. Onimusha. Uh, yeah. No, sorry. As you know, I'm I'm woeful with any uh, non-Western, uh, with well, with any um, Japanese media. So I don't know what this is. Uh, Onimusha is a uh, was a samurai-ish uh, weird uh, a series of of Resident Evil Devil May Cry-ish games like in the two thousands, like PS two era, uh, by Capcom, and uh, it's it's one of those games that is very beloved uh, by the people who played it, but it hasn't been there hasn't been any news in a while. Um, and it was kind of a surprise that they announced this. There's also going to be a Netflix anime, I think coming out in November, uh, based on Onimusha, uh, which, you know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I don't think any of these... I think there's a good chance a lot of these are um, not amazing. But I, I think it's worth uh, noting still that Netflix are investing in this space, even if we're not getting their biggest budgets just yet. Well, I suppose The Witcher was actually probably pretty massive. Um, it's still nice to see that we're increasingly getting these like uh, crossovers with... Well, nice, nice little uh, <laughs> uh, slight there uh, against the producers of The Witcher. Um, but yes, it's nice to see as a... Uh, yeah as a gamer that they're investing more in this i'll say tomb raider i think i will watch uh the other I've, well I, I won't even probably watch that but i'll take i will definitely watch at least an episode of captain Laserhawk because i want to see what that's just what that is and i'll at least see what tomb raider is like in this format um yeah 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 i don't know i i enjoyed the early tomb raiders i enjoyed tomb raider 2 a lot but yeah i want to see what they do with this uh obviously tomb raider is like yeah, Tomb Raider has been done to death in in movies, and I wanna. I think doing Tomb Raider as a show is an interesting idea, and like the style looks cool. Kind of reminds me of the there was these like um, isometric uh, Tomb Raider dungeon crawling games, uh, <laughs> uh, like I don't know six years ago or something. Um, kind of reminds me of that a little bit. That is cool. I'm very wary of like Devil May Cry and Onimusha, just because. Uh, I mean, they're obviously like trying to do another Castlevania, right? Like the Castlevania show was very popular, very good. Um, uh, and they released the the spin-off Nocturne, but 
there was also stuff like there was a Dragon's Dogma Netflix anime, which is supposed to be I've only seen one episode. It's supposed to be really bad. So I I really hope it's closer to Castlevania than to that. But we'll we'll, we'll see. It seems like quite a scatter shot approach. Like let's just try a bunch of stuff and maybe it's something will turn out. Yeah, it's a uh, lot to, in the space of good. about six yeah. months that we're getting. Yeah, I think you're right. It's a scatter shot approach. It's uh, these things must be for within Netflix's um, you know. Uh, Speaking in terms of their kind of financing they can provide, I imagine this is quite cheap for them, uh, all of these shows. So, bang, throw throw a lot at the wall and see yeah. if any of them are beloved. So, should we move on to the next piece? A little bit more directly yes. gaming news this. It's Far Cry 7. We've got the first <laughs> details. This leaked from Insider Gaming, I believe. And it's going to be worked on by Ubisoft Montreal, who are some veteran Far Cry devs. They worked on AC Valhalla, Rainbow Six Siege, and some other stuff. Uh, they're going to be moving from the Junior engine onto the Snowdrop engine. And the game is going to revolve around a wealthy person who's trying to rescue their kidnapped their kidnapped family from a group called the Sons of Truth. So apparently, during the during the campaign, you've got 72 in-game hours, which is equivalent to 24 real-life hours, to rescue your family members. Now, the time is going to pause when you're inside an apparent safe house, but outside of that, when you're out and when the time is clicking, you can choose the order in which you rescue your family members... Um, but some of them may die depending on you know how you do it and how successfully you do you know the different savior missions and it sounds like there's going to be many different endings you can have with you know the huge impact of saving someone or not saving someone um, so ultimately there's going to be multiple ways of doing this and it seems like yeah they're going for this really replayable thing where you start this 72 hour in-game period 24 hour real life period whereas this rich person you're trying to save your family uh, um, kind of dark kind of bizarre but I'm quite compelled by the idea I think there's space for really good writing there um, and for some yeah as I say truly dark um, plot points we'll yeah we'll see as more emerges but this is what Far Cry 7 this is all that we've seen on Far, Far Cry 7 at least and apparently at the moment they're aiming for a fall of 2025 release so about uh, two years away exactly and it's supposed so to be on Switch your, 2 as well, what right? Are your and it's supposed to be on Switch 2. Sorry, yes, it's supposed to be on Switch 2 as well. That ties into what we were talking about last week about the Switch 2 having a lot of games in the next 12 to 18 months that should be sort of cross, uh, yeah. cross console releases that should get the same stuff as PS5 and Series X because it's got its new AI technology that's boosting the hardware. So, Switch 2, PS5, Xbox Series X, we could be. Uh, rich guy saving our families in Far Cry 7 in two years' time. What do you think of that uh, concept? Uh, it's it's interesting. It's it's like really weird for a Far Cry game. It's like very um, antithetical to what a Far Cry game is because you cannot, you almost are forced not to have it be this like bloated mess where you have like a million side quests and you have to kill 10 uh, 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 panthers to craft a wallet or whatever you do in these games nowadays um, and it's it is with a timer time is always very controversial and that's understandable um, yeah it's, it's gonna make people feel deliberately un um, 
uh, unmotivated to go and do anything yeah. on the map, which is maybe good because I don't want to be making um, uh, tiger wallets, as you said, which they actually do make <laughs> you do these days. So I'm uh, in favour, but carry on. Yeah, I, I'm in favour as well if it's well implemented. Like if if a time is well implemented, I think maybe the best games to ever do that are uh, the Dead Rising games are really good at that, especially Dead Rising Two. Um, like it, it forces you to make decisions, right? And like interesting decisions. And you 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 need to prior uh, prioritize stuff. Uh, you need to be you know you need to play well. You need to. Uh, it's it's like an extra layer of stress, and that's obviously good in 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 uh, in an action game because it it it's it's exciting. It forces you into interesting decisions, and all of those things, I would never ever associate with Far Cry. So I think that's. Uh, that's kind of interesting and like it, it like it, it if, if that's their idea it cannot be as like cushiony and forthcoming as the other games it needs to be um you know it will inevitably have to be tighter and more uh, punishing in a way uh which which is an interesting which would be an interesting step away from the kind of uh, very Semi bloated open world concept, which which these games like Ubisoft's games desperately need. I think, I think that's not up to discussion. And yeah, I find it interesting. It, it definitely makes me more interested than, oh, we have, uh, we're doing the same game, but now it's in a different exotic space. Now it's in Iowa or in, uh, uh, I don't know, fucking. This one yeah, this I, I know what or you mean, though. Like, <laughs> either going back to around a time period or just basically the classic Ubisoft, just give us a big space to fuck around in yeah. and do the same set of stuff. I think it's quite um, uh, sort of promising and reassuring for someone that would like to see Ubisoft succeed that they are finally, 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 after all these years, they seem to be learning the lesson that people don't just need uh, bigger and more and more expansive, as you said, and more, you know, reskinned areas. Because it seems on different fronts, like we've just seen with AC Mirage and then, you know, th- you know, AC Mirage and then this is just a leak, but from what we're seeing, at least, of this game. Um, so I'm I'm kind of positive. I'm, I, I'm, I'm at least supportive of what I'm hearing conceptually here. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's I have to see the setup. Which is already good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That alone deserves um, applause. But do you see what I mean when I was saying it could be... Well, I suppose Far Cry is fine if they're dark, I guess. But the, this, this could be... If, yeah. if it's, you know, your family being captured... This could be very uh, close Bad. to the line. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. It could be very awful very quickly. It could be, I mean, judging from what I know of uh, the, the, the Far Cry that's set in America, uh, in the US, uh, the, the fifth one, I think, I do not expect them to handle this with any kind of sensitivity or, uh, let's say, rightfully placed thoughtfulness um, at all. I think it could be quite offensive uh, it, yeah, and terrible. you're right. It's, it's bull in <laughs> we'll china shop stuff. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm 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 fully ready to be surprised. <laughs> in, yeah, in two I would years like time. to be. In two years' time. I mean, well, we'll return to that one as we get some more official news and we'll keep you guys updated. But we do now have our, well, third and final piece of news today, but it's pretty exciting. Uh, it's only very small, but it's that the Elden Ring DLC, the uh, Bandai Namco's European CEO, uh, Arnold Müller, Müller uh, said in an interview with Games Industry Beers that the Shadow of the Erdtree DLC would be released, and I quote, 
soon. Uh, previous leaks said April 2024, so they seem correct. If not, you know, but soon, I think, is surely less than six months. Now, I, I sound like a mentalist here, uh, kind of a, a conspiracy theorist going mental, trying to, um, you know, put all these things together and who's absolutely convinced of themselves. But I, I do think by soon, he must mean less than six months. Sure. I think I think April's a good shout. Um, there is kind of a theory, but it's more like wishful thinking of people saying, um, oh, uh, it's probably going to be February because that would be the two-year anniversary of Elden Ring. And it's like, yes, that would be nice. But uh, what kind of the April thing mostly comes from is, um, yeah, there was like insider reports, but there was also like, a, what's it called? Like a financial call thing from... Um, yes, yeah. From software. With the shareholder, shareholder yeah. meeting, yeah. And I, I think it was the classic thing of like, um, I think the Elden Ring DLC was like mentioned in the fiscal year twenty four section or something like I don't I don't have the exact details, but uh, uh, kind of the um, people deduce from that like oh it must come out in 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 uh, during April or later, uh, which yeah sounds pretty f reasonable to me. Um, I don't think it will be February just for the fact that there's like multiple massive games already coming out and uh, there's like Final Fantasy coming out maybe Yakuza isn't Suicide uh, Squad? Uh, <laughs> or, or maybe maybe yes. that's when the delay no. date is yeah yeah. Uh, you're totally right uh, the current release date for Suicide Squad which I'm sure it will uphold is in February um, so yeah I think April I think we can expect April I am I would bet money if I could I need to find the right uh, bookmaker um uh here uh what do, what do i want to say oh yeah that we will we will get the release date or a first trailer at least at the game awards in december because jeff Keeley and from software love each other it makes they're always perfect very sense. present yeah and yeah i'm very excited and it won <laughs> and it won right Elden ring won game of the year two years ago so it's quite fitting other ring won secular won uh yeah it makes sense. It's the perfect, and it's a huge stage, so it makes sense. I think, yeah, April, I would bet money on April. Okay, there we go then, folks. Get yourself, if you hadn't already, mm. as you, if you're in my camp and you still need to play it, we've got till April till we really do yeah. need to buck our ideas up and play Elden Ring. Um, so but that's going to be pretty yeah. tough this next week because we've got some really nice stuff available to play for people of all tastes really uh, but let's just narrow it down to the absolute the biggest the the creme de la creme with two absolutely box office releases uh this week so thursday october 5th sort of you know your time local as soon as the minute hits thursday <coughs> ac mirage will be playable the new assassin's creed we've been talking about now quite excitingly uh we do at least i think faris you're going to be reviewing it for us this week so yeah. we'll be talking about another on the pod uh, <laughs> next next Monday. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm excited uh, to see what you think about it. Yeah. 
Awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what you think about that. And then alongside that, on the well, on the night of October 5th, uh, if you're a, a mobile game player or a Warzone player or a COD player or a Zombies player, uh, in any part of the COD universe, you'll be interested on the night of October 5th, on that Thursday night in COD Next, which is the big uh, COD-specific showcase event, which is about two hours, and it's where they show us the showcases from, as I say, Warzone Mobile, the new Zombies, the Warzone map, then all the MW3 stuff, and then the beta is launched the next day on the Friday. So if you're into COD in any form of COD, there's a showcase for you on the Thursday night. And then from the Friday, uh, it'll be Friday morning if you're in America, lunchtime if you're in America, evening in Europe. Uh, on that Friday, the beta will open for Modern Warfare 3. So we've got, we'll have lots to talk to you about uh, next week with some big, you know, the Europe Bonanza, the, oh, Europe, the October Bonanza uh, is officially starting. So we're doing our final bits of prep you know if we ignore payday three and everyone forgets that and we come back with a more positive one holding on to it, John. Let i go. know i know sorry i need to let it go let it die let it die it's dead already um poor payday three uh yes i'm also going to play the beta uh hopefully if 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 i have time i probably do and yeah i am not excited at all but i am curious <laughs> Uh, maybe that's the right word, and I hope I hope we'll get some rounds in John as well. And then we'll that's the ne- other game we will talk definitely talk about next week. Very nice, very nice. I'm I, I am excited. Well, I'm always excited. It's COD beta. I, I live for these weekends. It's COD. Uh, exactly. Uh, but I'm this is the I, reason you get up in the morning. I'm particularly excited for this beta though. You know, playing some of those MW2 maps on what at least is sounding like a good. Uh, multiplayer could be pretty fun. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, as I, I am to say, I am. Uh, I'm gonna hold my the the fury that I feel inside about this Call of Duty release. Uh, for, uh, I will hold it in in me and let it out at another time because I think it's a, it's a fucking disgrace. But uh, I'm what, sure it's they're turning be fun. this beta into a, that it's entirely remastered maps that it's so recycled. That it's like it's <laughs> it's like Empress New Clothes. It's like no one dares to say that this is not a real game, and they're, they're like selling it as one, uh, like a real new game. I mean, yeah, it's they so can't ridiculous. they can't say no to that uh, to that uh, new release money every year. Uh, yeah. But we'll let you know. We'll let you know on Monday. As I mean, it's going to be fun. Uh, and I'm, sure it's going to be fun. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm won over by nostalgia so easily. Just get me on a state. <laughs> just get me on Favela, you know, and I'll be having the time of my life. Bit of Terminal. Oof. Imagine if we're playing Search and Destroy Terminal this weekend. Lord almighty, Faris. That's gonna we could do that right now, John. I have No, I, we couldn't. We, I don't yes, have a 360. What are you there are multiple. About? There are multiple games where we could do that. <laughs> no, we couldn't play Terminal. We couldn't play Terminal. Did you forget the existence of a game called Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which you can get for like five oh. bucks nowadays? Yo, give over. <laughs> They've closed the servers. No, they, they actually haven't. They, they haven't. Microsoft. Yeah, exactly. I still sometimes play it, you know, yeah. like once every two you years. You still play it? Wow. I, I, I'm sure actually that's the one card that's older than 10 years where you can still find games. I used to play yeah. World at War till. Quite easily. Uh, 
till very long after that game's release, uh, but it just got to the point where all there was was Team Deathmatch servers. And I will not play Team Deathmatch. Right. Uh, my 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 cod tastes aside, let's um, let's say goodbye to the listener and have a great week and play some of these great new games. Yes, play Cheers. Cyberpunk. It's good. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. Just shilling out for Cyberpunk at the end there. No. I've I've sold my soul to the Polish devils. <laughs>